Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. Do you know where your income will come from in retirement? David helps people know where their paychecks will come from in retirement. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients from all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to clientsexcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show. Well, in this show, I go over what we can look for at the halfway point of the year. We just crossed over the halfway point, what I do and how I stay motivated to keep pursuing my goals. And also we talk about what an economist sees transpiring in the second half of the year at the end of the show. My name is David Treese and I am the host of the Excel in Retirement show. I appreciate you listening. This is show 57. Who says you have to wait until January to make new goals? We just crossed over the halfway point in 2021, and back in January, in show 32, I believe it was, I went through some ideas that retirees could use to think about uh, for goals, for retirees, things you can strive for. I think it's important to always have something to strive for. Outlined goals are essential, in my opinion. In college, I worked at Starbucks in a small town in Virginia. It was close to rural lands and a national forest, and we had a unique crew at the coffee shop, and most of us became pretty close friends. We would get together often, and we would go hiking, camping, cycling, and kayaking together. It was an idealistic environment to work in, as the people I worked with were all around great people. I've had a kayak since I was about 20 years old, It's the kind of kayak you take out on calm, mostly still water. It's about 13 and a half feet long. I don't use it as often as I would like. It ends up being about once a year anymore, if that. We had a store manager at our store named Chris, and he had been given a canoe by one of our Starbucks customers, if you can believe it. And we had another Christopher that worked with us. And the three of us, we decided to take our boats out to the mountains near where the natural bridge is in Virginia. and put them on the James River. So we took two cars out. We put one at the beginning spot and one at the end so we could haul the boats back and forth. And so we got to the start of where we were going to put into the river at a later than ideal time. And the fruition of our plans worked out a lot differently than we had anticipated. It was a couple of hours until dusk. It was one of those long summer days and the water would have needed to be higher for us to make it to the place we planned to get out of the water in time for us to, to not be rowing in the dark. But we pressed on. We were a little bit bullheaded about it, as I recall. And it sure enough, it did end up getting dark. And this area of the river, it had huge boulders that protruded out of the water. They were large. I'm not talking about small rocks. They were the kind where I could sit in my boat and hide from uh, the two Chris's on the other part of the river. They were pretty large. And they protruded. They were several feet out of the water. And they, you had to navigate around them. So you couldn't go straight down the river and just kind of relax and be lackadaisical. You had to be very intentional. Fortunately... I had brought my headlamp for when it got dark, 
But when I turned my light on, this head that was this light that was on my head, there would be thousands. I don't think that's an exaggeration. It was hundreds at least of tiny little bugs would swarm around my head. They were so small. I don't even know what they were, but they were so small. They would just swarm around your head, and it was unbearable to keep the light on. So I'd turn the light on. Or excuse me, I'd turn the light off, and what would happen? I would hit a rock head on, and... It was pitch black. What was going to happen? I was going to I was going to get wet is how it turned out. And I was one more wet guy. The first time it happened, I lost all the contents inside my boat. I don't think there was too much, maybe a water bottle and, and a few other things. But luckily, I had secured the important things in the hole. And I was one more wet guy. But we finally made it to the place after going through this challenging area of the river. We finally made it to the place where we were going to get out. And it seemed like it took hours and hours, as I recall. I got to thinking about this situation, and it's similar to life. Life is a lot like a river. We float down the river. Life is fluid like that, and it changes, just like a river changes as you go on down the river. Instead of barreling on when changes happen, or when life throws us things that we maybe weren't planning on, there's nothing wrong with reevaluating and stopping in the middle of the year like we have the opportunity to do right now and reassessing our goals for the rest of the year. You know, in hindsight, we probably could have decided to not make that trip down the James River at that time and came back where we could have had maybe some more fun, but we wouldn't have had the story to talk about probably. So maybe it was fun. Maybe everything in your life is going just like you had planned this year and those goals that you made at the start of the year are coming to fruition, then this may be a good time to renew your focus and say a prayer of gratitude to the good Lord for for helping you make that happen. Here's how I go about making my goals attainable. I bought a book uh, recently, and it's over a thousand pages. And so it's an intimidating looking book, and it's even hard to carry around. It's a burden to carry around. It's one of those you have to kind of tuck under your arm to carry around. Or you have to, your hand gets strained trying to carry it uh, normally like you would a book. I told Mallory, my wife, that I would have this book read by December 31st. So I'm going on the record here that I'm going to have this book read by December 31st. What I did is I figured out that I only needed to read five pages per day to be able to complete my goal. Sometimes breaking things down into smaller increments like this can encourage us to get things done and to take action. There's no time like the present to get things done. I'm starting to feel better on my morning runs I was telling you about. I try to stay active and, and, and uh, stay healthy, but I needed a little motivation to, to help me get out of bed uh, despite just feeling good and the good feelings and being healthier. So I registered for a 10K. Now that's 6.2 miles. I registered for a 10K race on Labor Day down in Greenville. So that's coming up in about two months. And now I have to run or I'm going to be in a heck of a lot of pain come Labor Day. And so I am on the record for those two things. And I got a friend to run it with me, too. That was good encouragement. I'd love to hear what you would like to accomplish with the second half of 2021. You can always email me at david at clientsexcel.com. I'd like to encourage you and be encouraged about what or by what you are striving for. I love hearing about big, hairy, audacious goals, as Jerry Falwell Sr. used to call them. He said that we all needed to have those big goals, and boy, did he get a lot done in his life. Now, on to the article I was mentioning. Gary Schilling, 
is a financial analyst and he's a financial advisor and he's regularly uh, published in Forbes and New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. And so he's a, he's a guy that's been around for some time and Schilling was interviewed and I'll put the link to this in the show notes. He says that consumers are very cautious, which is not a good sign for the consumer-led economy. The housing market is beginning to cool, the economist and advisor says. He says the stock market is vulnerable to a correction in cryptocurrencies. He had some pretty negative things to say about that. I'll get back to that here in a minute. He said in the article, or the article states, don't expect a rip-roaring second-half surge. He says, in quote, the consumer in this country is very cautious. He goes on to note that we had a 1.3% drop in May in retail sales and the growing decline in spending levels of government stimulus checks. He's saying that many people are not spending all those stimulus checks that we received and are holding them back to pay down debt and to save. People only spent a fraction of their stimulus checks and there was no follow-through, said Schilling. People are really scared. In an economy that's supported by consumer spending, it accounts for about 70% of GDP. Such fears cannot be dismissed, according to Schilling. He's watching to see the softness in retail sales and if that continues down the road. He went on to talk about the housing market, and he said that the housing market is beginning to cool, It was his quote. How cool remains to be seen, but the speculation exceeds any rational limits on the upside. The housing buying frenzy, as Schilling calls it, has been fueled by an insufficient supply to meet demand due to shortages of building materials. Builders slowing production after the housing market collapsed during the 2008 subprime mortgage crisis and many homeowners choosing to stay put during uncertain times, which limited existing home sales uh, inventories. And so he goes on to say that Schilling noted that an 18% decline in mortgage applications for new purchases year-to-date, tighter mortgage lending qualifications, and a decline in home purchases, or, or the plans for people to buy home purchases, was the biggest monthly drop since 1977, according to the conference board. And then Schilling went on to say, quote, the bubble is deflating. It's not like the subprime mortgage collapse, but it's de uh, demonstrable. So he says that it is demonstrable, and we can see what he is talking about. And then he goes on to talk about uh, the stock market being vulnerable to a 20 to 30% correction without being out of line between now and year end. So he's expecting a 20 to 30% correction before the end of the year. The reason, according to Schilling, is the market is overvalued and there is a lot of speculation, including in meme stocks. A lot of the money created as a result of the Federal Reserve stimulus policies has gone into stocks and into rank speculation, was his wording. And so folks are opening Robinhood accounts and other robo-advisor accounts with their stimulus money and buying things like Bitcoin and GameStop, which we did a show on. And the S&P is up 12% year to date. He was asked about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general, and his quote was, they are giant Ponzi schemes and have no legitimate use other than to be used for illegal and off-the-board transactions. And we did a show on Bitcoin. I would encourage you to go back and look at 
That was show, that wasn't too long ago. That was show 46 back in April. And I will put a link to that in the show notes also. That would be a good one to go see our thoughts there on that. But Schilling is very down in the mouth about cryptocurrencies. Now, the Securities and Exchange Commission on Wednesday delayed the decision of whether to allow Van Eck Bitcoin ETF for the second time. So there are these exchange-traded funds that are wanting to be able to trade Bitcoin in cryptocurrencies on a stock market exchange. And so they are trying to get approved by the government, but the government keeps delaying whether to approve these or not. That would be very interesting if they do and when they do. Something will transpire there, and we will keep you abreast of that. Well, I appreciate you listening to the show today. If you found value in this show, please forward it to somebody you know, and we would be grateful to you for that. If you have any questions or would like to speak with us, please give us a call at 864-641-7955. We'll see you again next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.